0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Local Feed Show. My name is Akila, and our guest today is Tasha Colonas. Tasha is the founder of The Happy Hue, a platform devoted to exploring human potential. With a bachelor's degree in philosophy and as a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, Tasha's aim is to empower and inspire others towards lasting lifestyle changes through thought-provoking content. On this episode, we talked about what real wellness means how to stay positive in a crisis by combining work and play and how important it is to combine human psychology with movement and nutrition before we get to it if you want to support us there are a few things you can do so share an episode with your friends and subscribe to our youtube spotify and itunes if this is not your first episode we truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to these amazing stories. So, without further ado, remember, be bold and stay inspired. Here is Tasha Colonas. Hi Tasha! Thank you so Bye. much for sitting down with us today. Um so inspired by your story and I really want to know more about you. Um, the happy hue, how you guys I mean how you get started with it and and, and so on. Uh, maybe I've done a bit of my stalking, so maybe you can um introduce <laughs> yourself, maybe share a bit about yourself, um, how old you are, you know, what, what, what you do, what like anything really.
1: Sure. Um, thanks so much for having me. It's really an honor to, I, you know, I see what you guys do and it's awesome that there are communities like yourself. So I'm always happy to contribute and connect with people like you and communities like you, um, quickly about me. I guess I am a full-time fitness instructor. I definitely had my share of a journey to get to this point. My background is marketing as well. So I've done a couple of different roles in marketing, um, But I remember when I started the Happy Hue, I actually started it way, way back in 2013. So it's been Mm -hmm. a while. Um, But there has been multiple iterations of my website and multiple versions of what I want to do. But at the beginning, it was really about I see all these inspirational things, you know, with the internet. You see all these amazing stories about self-improvement about um females strong females things like that and every time I see these stories I felt like oh wow I just discovered something new and I felt like why can't I share this with more people you know and that was actually the um the seed I guess of the idea of the happy hue which was to share what I find that's interesting to to better myself and share it with everyone else who might find it valuable. That is awesome. And yeah. Uh, and then a little bit about me, I guess I'm an instructor, right now I'm an instructor at Absolute Cycle. Uh, okay. so that's a rhythm, rhythm cycling instructor. And then I'm also an instructor at Barry's Singapore. Okay. So that's high intensity training. And I'm also a personal trainer. So I take on some clients. That's more. That's a newer thing that I'm doing. I've been in the fitness world since 2015. I started my fitness career um, in a marketing role at Guava Pass, which was bought over by ClassPass. So I started in the marketing world, and then I saw the potential that fitness has, and I've always been athletic growing up, playing sports throughout my life. So I decided to venture into fitness full-time in 2000, ooh, was it 2016, 2017 um, and I started with F45 then I worked for a local studio called House Athletics and then now this is where I am.
0: Awesome, that is, that is awesome. I love how you know your, your, your entire purpose of starting this is really to inspire yourself and also others. I think that's, that's really cool. Um, and, and you mentioned that you came from an athletic background. So what did you used to do?
1: So growing up, I was always playing sports. Um, I played everything. I mean, as a kid, I did tennis, I did swimming, uh, I did badminton, um, basketball, uh, horse like riding. Like, yeah. Yeah. I literally All the sports everything. out there. <laughs> Exactly. Taekwondo and everything. So as a kid, I was really, ex- I was really lucky. Um, my parents really tried to expose me to a lot of different things. Yeah. What really, what really became my love was, my first love was um, in high school. I became, I played um, touch rugby. So touch okay. rugby was my main sport. That was the one that I absolutely loved. And basketball as well. I just loved basketball. Um, and then from that kind of lifestyle, I just became... Uh, in love with fitness
0: so yeah wow cool and and and, <laughs> and of course you, you you're kind of like transferring that passion that you have into helping others that's that's really cool so you mentioned that you um, started out in this industry in 2015 um, and you started out as a fitness instructor first and you only recently kind of um, was it recently that you started doing personal training so was actually like that yeah
1: yeah. So actually 2015, I joined a fitness startup. So 2015, I was still in a, I, I wouldn't say corporate role, but it's more corporate. I was still in an office setting. I was still doing a marketing job. That's well the two, pass, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. where
1: I really started to realize like, wow, like Singapore has a very interesting fitness market. And as you know, I've always been athletic and I've always been entering the fitness industry has always been kind of in my peripheral but I never took that jump because I was a little nervous Um, and to be honest I mean let's be real right Asian Asian parents are not the fondest when you say I'm gonna go into the fitness industry (laughs) really okay okay so um, but I mean that's my parents at least and so I kind of took time to really think about it but once I jumped in um, my first job was, so I used to be an avid F45 person. I mm-hmm. loved going to F45. And the, the one that I went to was the one in um, Amoy Street and yeah. the person who, who ran it, you know, he chatted with me and he knows I was really athletic, that I'm passionate about fitness. And he kind of courted me into becoming one of his trainers. So that's how I started my fitness professional journey I guess and I didn't want to do personal training at first because I felt like group training you know you you really get a different kind of energy and you get a different dynamic where you see a lot of people you um, I guess to go back a little bit also is because my question has in myself has always been where can I impact make the most impact and that's why I jumped into fitness so group training felt natural to me
0: cool awesome that's that's really awesome and and i've read a little bit about you like you know about you and the happy you and the the story behind it um you graduated with a philosophy degree am i right yes yes i did and then you dived into marketing and then and then now fitness um what is that like what's that transition like like why why did you like how was the philosophy degree even so it's what
1: was it what's I think funny about me it's like so I actually entered university um, for communications and PR, okay. and I found and beca- I was I went to school in the United States and for them you know you have to do a general like courses before you dive into your main, uh, ma- uh what do you call it main major major yeah. And as I was doing the general courses, there was a course that was philosophy that we had to take. It was mandatory in my school. And I was like, why do I find this so much more interesting than my major classes? So I actually found the marketing and the communication classes not as interesting. So then after two years, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the plunge. I'm just going to, I'm just going to dive into philosophy because I just found it really fascinating. Um, And and I will never look back on that decision because I think the one thing that people... You know, when you hear philosophy, you're like, oh, what is that? Is it psychology? You know, most people ask me, that, is that the same thing as psychology? It's like, no, actually. What philosophy is, is and is about theories on on thinking, theories on life. So yeah. it's a major... Yeah, it's a major that actually... Um, was the basis of science in a way because it's what it's a major on critical thinking basically and mm-hmm. I guess I've found, always found that really interesting um, to be able to kind of think about thinking
0: <laughs> that is cool and and I think that kind of overlaps a little bit with human psychology right which is what um really happy here is about it's 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 really about you know combining psychology and wellness am i right is is that right for me to say that
1: um i guess i wouldn't categorize it that way i would actually say it that the happy hue is really about um embracing our own journey in finding what's right for us in our wellness journey Uh, does that even make sense (laughs) because i think i think you know sometimes what i realize is like people tend to categorize and myself included before I got to the point where I am here I used to categorize things like oh okay fitness is just my body and then health is like something else and then mental health is something else so I used to categorize it in these separate boxes but what I realized is psychology, fitness, nutrition, wellness, everything is actually one thing that we need to work on together so finding that balance between each of these different components to actually make it our own and to make it to incorporate it into our lifestyle so that it's not just oh i have a you know uh i have a beach trip coming up so i'm just gonna work out for that beach trip and then i'm not even thinking about the psychology behind that so i think it's more like a holistic approach to wellness i guess is more what I try to project on the happy hue.
0: <laughs> okay. And I guess that's your, and then I, I guess that's what wellness really mean to you right now. But it's interesting because you said that previously you, you it was like a, you know, it's just a single thing, you know, like fitness is the body. Um, and then there's nothing to do with like the mental and, and, and health. How did you actually find that synergy between all those three things? Like what was that? What was a what was the process like for you?
1: I guess if I'm being, I mean, if I'm like a lot of females, I think um, that I've come interacting uh, to get to know throughout my life. Like, you know, we struggle with body image issues. I think that's a really um, unfortunate thing that a lot of women and males go through when we're younger. Is we have a lot of body image issues and we're not confident. And well, I, let me speak for myself. Like I was not a confident person at all. And I used to struggle a lot with body image issues, um, Mm -hmm. whether it was being too skinny, whether it was being too buff, whether it was, it was all these different things. And what brought it really together was kind of finding my balance, um, you know, in owning my body and finding realizing that whatever size or whatever shape I am like I should accept it and I don't need mm. to look like the catalogs on um on the you know on adverts or anything um yeah. and then what really really kicked me off on the more like the neurology and the psychology aspect of it was this one book one book that my friend recommended to me it's called the emotional life of your brain oh cool oh no I although I forgot that the author who, who right now from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> it's called the emotional life of your brain and it's done by um let's see it's by richard davidson and sharon beg begley b-e-g-l-e-y okay. but yeah. that book completely opened my eyes to the connection of your brain to your body and to your mind and how everything kind of works together and from that book like that just made me um go into this path of reading about brain a lot more and then i went into all these reading about brain nutrition neuro brain like so i i guess that book is what really changed my relationship okay
0: and your mindset when it comes to yeah
1: with Exactly, with like cu- bringing everything together, basically, because, like I said, yeah, before it was all separate, and then that yeah. book kind of made me realize how important your brain is to your body, yeah. how important um, mindfulness is to your body or mental health and all
0: of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, okay, I'm, 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 I'm just kind of curious. Okay, I'm not sure if you're okay to share this bit, but um, the bit where you mentioned about your body image issues, do you feel like something you can talk about? Hmm. i feel like i mean being in the fitness industry i feel like a lot more conversation is needed when it comes to body image and i feel like it's something and not just you know uh someone on the heavier side is 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 um how do i put it like you know it struggles with right and i feel like you know it doesn't matter whether you know what size you are but i feel like people would normally we I'm pretty sure there are times where people do struggle with body image. So you did mention about that. And and how's that like for you? Like, do you... What was the story behind that? Like, how did you deal with the body image issues that you used to have? And where are you at now?
1: I would say before, when I was younger, I was, you know, I was really sad about how I looked, which... But I didn't... I didn't actually have any real reason, but it was more Mm. of an insecurity that was developed throughout when I was younger and um I was never confident in how I looked. And and then when I went into university I gained a lot of weight. I gained, I don't know, like 10 kilos or something like that in one year, which is to me was quite a lot. And that kind of sent me into the spiral of panic. Mm. Um you know, I was like, oh my gosh, like how can I gain weight? And At the time, I guess before my value was skinny girls look great and skinny girls are my what I want to be. And before it was just about I just need to be skinny. I just need to be skinny because I thought being fat was wrong for some reason or being being a bigger body is wrong. But what what I and then I had to journey through kind of through personal struggles of um, like not having a healthy relationship with eating so mm-hmm. uh what do you call it like um it's not i can't remember what the correct term is but basically i didn't i, I had a, a period where i didn't have a healthy relationship with eating where i would eat a bowl of rice and i would feel so bad about it that i would cry after it. and it was just these things okay. that was just like this is so unnatural and this is yeah. so weird that um i'm like this So I really started to think about like, why, why am I like this? And I started to read a lot about, um, the psychology behind, you know, eating disorders and things like that, because I really wanted to understand why, why I'm, I was going through these mental things. And what I realized is, you know, at the end of the day, like we are in control of our minds and Mm -hmm. we are in control, um, of how we treat our bodies so it was a really serious process where I had to keep fighting this weird to me I what was lucky for me was I recognized that this relationship is weird I'm uncomfortable with it so I need to do something about it and change so I just really put the effort that every time I started to think negatively about my relationship with food I was like no 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 I need to have a healthy relationship, right? And I got to a point where I was restricting myself, you know, like I tried veganism, I tried Presbyterianism, oh, wow, I tried okay. vegetarianism, and I tried all these things. What was my motivation was just to lose weight, right? Yeah. yeah and okay. I was like, what am what am I doing? Am I like, like I love food? Like I, I love food. What am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? And so through really hard work and a lot of reading, I kind of picked myself back up into now where I am is like I genuinely eat what I want. Um, obviously, I side on the healthier because for me now, it's but it's not about losing weight. For me now, it's yeah. more like how do I get myself to the healthiest self, right? Yeah. So that definitely includes my food. So I think it's about being really honest with yourself. Um, well, I had to be really honest and brutal with myself in a way that, I was like, this is not normal. So I need to do something about it. Yeah, so then yeah. now coming to this point where um, I really appreciate, um, you know, my body. And and I think it's also like an acceptance and forgiveness. Like you're not going to be, I'm not going to be perfect all the time. I'm not yeah. going to eat perfect all the time. And nor should I be reaching for perfectionism because perfectionism is is not real, I guess, in a way. So I yeah. think it's just kind of approaching it and with a more relaxed sense of, oh yeah, like I can eat food and not feel so guilty and I can exercise, you know. I, and, and again, I think the motivation is what was different. Like my motivation is not lose weight. It's like,
0: just be healthy. Cool. Awesome. I guess that took, you know, a few years for you to somehow figure that out, right? I mean, being accepting... And forgiving of your body and your your health, I'm sure that that's not something that you only had to do in a couple of months, right? Just...
1: Oh no, no, it took it took years, and yeah. I think that's the thing that um, you know. I, if anyone here is listening and is struggling with body image issue, just realize that be kind to yourself. It's gonna take work, like real work, for you to bring yourself to a point where you find love for yourself, but it's worth it. Every little thing that you can do to make mm. yourself feel and accept yourself more is going to be worth it in the long run. Yeah.
0: yeah. Awesome. Okay. How like how do you feel like that actually ties up with self-love and compassion? Like what is your definition of self-love? Would you say that being accepting and that, forgiving? Yeah, definition of self-love is
1: yeah, being so kind to yourself that And realizing that you are human and humans are not made to be perfect Um, and accepting all of you for what you are you know and being real like I think you know when I saw that weakness in myself I just had to be real like okay Tasha that's not normal so let's do something about it you know rather than denying it and like oh no 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 I'm I'm this is totally fine, you know it's it's really accepting every part of you even if that part is not great right now you can make it better
0: yeah awesome. I'm very curious Tasha what's your so how how what's your day like like you know how do you how do you go through your your day now I mean I guess now we're at, we're in the middle of a circuit breaker and stuff, right? So, I was gonna say but...
1: like in the circuit breaker
0: or <laughs> in my normal day. Okay, let's talk like both both sides, okay? So in your during this circuit breaker period, I'm sure I mean um berries and absolute cycles close, right? So yes. how do you how what, what do you do in an entire day? How do you care for yourself in this period?
1: So the best thing about it is that I tend to not to wake up with an alarm right now. So I've kind of let myself uh, wake up at my natural time, whatever that my body decides to wake up, which that has been really good not to wake up with an alarm. Um, yeah. But I'm also sleeping a lot earlier. So I would naturally wake up at around 6.30 or 7, which is maybe very early for some people. yeah. Um, yeah but I'm also sleeping at 10 alone. So that's, that's great. So once I wake up, you know, I make my morning like smoothie juice thing. And then I actually, I've made a challenge for myself this month to meditate every day. Ooh, um, nice. So, so which I have, so I've been meditating every day, every morning, and I do it in the morning, just because you want to get it out of your day, it's not the easiest thing to do if if you know if you're you don't have a habit of it so I just do it in the morning and then I'll have a breakfast after um and even though I'm not teaching with berries and absolute we're still well berries we're still running classes so I try to teach there Uh, I still have some personal training clients so I do it online Um, I teach a couple more classes online and then with the other times in the day, I either read, um, taking courses online, trying to upskill. I think that now is a good time to upskill. Um, I cook sometimes and yeah, I guess that's how I feel my day. Oh, and then I obviously do a workout for myself at some point, whether it's, you know, movement, whether it's high intensity, um, cool. I think it's super important Especially where well, while we're in circuit breaker, to get some kind of movement.
0: In. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask, what do you do for workouts? Like, how do you, how do you how do you how do you train for yourself? <laughs> but you mentioned yeah. Your movement. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, training for yourself. I think. I think especially now, like you know, before maybe people were had certain routines, but yeah. I think now I'm kind of more following like, how do I, how does my body feel today? What do I feel like doing? Um, if I'm really tired, I probably wouldn't do anything too crazy. But when I'm feeling rested, then I'll, you know, run. I'll run outside, you know, and I'll try to do longer runs or I'll do a higher intensity workout to challenge myself. But I'm really trying to tune into how I feel every day.
0: Yeah. Cool. So it just really depends on how you feel that day and then... Yeah. And that's what you'll be moving Okay, I want to ask you something. I saw something on your website and also on your Instagram page about staying positive in a crisis. Um, I think we mentioned a little bit about you know uh, creating time to play, and and mm-hmm. and I feel like that's something that a lot of uh, I guess a lot of people or even women, you know, we we might have a little bit of a guilt to take you know a bit of time off work and then have fun. So. Um, What's what's your take on this? How how do you stay positive in a in a crisis? It doesn't need to be this whole COVID thing, but I'm pretty sure everyone goes ups and downs. So how do you do that? Like how do you stay positive when you're on a down? Specifically on the play part, or just yeah. in general?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah I, part, mean, yeah. I mean, I. I actually saw this on an account, I can't remember where, I I saw it somewhere on a social media post of someone, you know, remember to make time for play. And I was like, oh yeah, that's true. That's a good idea. Um, And I think, you know, in our society now, we're so used, especially living in a metropolitan like Singapore, we're so used to like, we got to go, 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 whether it's like working out, whether it's work, whether... You know, I, I I admit, I also feel that guilt. I'm like, when I'm just lazing around, I'm like, no, maybe I should be doing something more productive. Maybe I should be doing this and that, <laughs> this and that. Yeah. And for sure, I think that guilt, I think, is very, very real, especially in our modern world, where it seems like everyone is doing so much more than us, you know, and we're constantly on social, maybe seeing so people doing more than you do. And naturally, we tend to compare. But I think play is just doing something for yourself. That's fun. I think as adults, we com- have completely forgot that, you know, fun is still really important. You know, when you see kids, like they're just playing around and have zero care in the world. And, and in my, through some of my reading, like, um, it talks a lot about how, the value of play because yeah. actually play is good for the brain. It's good for our emotional state. So I mean, what, there was a question that was asked in that post that I saw, which was, what did you used to do when you were a kid? Like, what did you do to entertain yourself? And for me, I used to doodle a lot. So I used yeah. to have like a sketchbook where I would doodle. I'm not naturally like, the best you know drawing person but I used to doodle a lot just like random drawings random words I would do and so I started actually doing that Um, I started um, making my own bookmarks because I've been reading more so I've been drawing my own bookmarks and it's not like honestly if those of you thinking like oh it's you know I don't have I'm not artistic or whatever honestly my patterns are literally like little dots and like lines but even just doing that it makes me feel so great like just that doing awesome. something that's enjoyable and colorful or, yeah.
0: That is cool. So, so you do, so, so how often do you do that now? Like, like, you know, doodling. Um,
1: I've been doing it definitely every weekend. And okay. so I'll, I'll just take my book out and then I'll write words or I'll color. Oh, I also have a, there's like, there's a movement on the mindful coloring or something so I have a coloring book that I sometimes color in as well I've heard about that, that do you
0: feel like that works for you like the whole coloring
1: it does actually there's something therapeutic okay. about it um okay. I think it it brings us back to that childlike play um yeah. you know that as an adult you just think it was pointless almost right you're like why am I wasting yeah. my time in coloring when kids can do that but there's just honesty there's something to it Personally, that I find going back to these maybe childish, mundane activities are are actually beneficial uh, to me. And yeah,
0: that's awesome. It's very interesting as well because I just had a conversation with someone um, recently about how that coloring thing actually didn't really work for them. So I guess you know Mm. what's most important is you know creating time to play is really about. Your, your own definition of fun isn't isn't that right
1: yeah exactly and I think it you know that's like my approach to everything to be mm. honest is that we are so different mm. what what works for me is not necessarily gonna work for you or the next person. like what I find fun it's just the same thing like music right I, we're we're all not gonna like the same music but what I find enjoyable you know is my own and so finding tuning into what i find enjoyable and what i find fun is the important thing i think
0: yeah cool awesome i like that yeah i think that's that's the most important thing you know we 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 gotta find time to be a little bit more childlike a lot more now especially in this pandemic.
1: yeah i think i think with this pandemic you know it's it's the stress is real right like everyone is feeling the stress for sure at some level let's not be I'm not gonna lie to you and say like oh it's been like happy jolly every 24 hours a day right I definitely have my ups and downs but it's about realizing when you have that down it's like letting yourself feel all that down and then picking yourself back up and not being negative about it I guess Um, yeah being and having that play like mindset where I allow myself time to do something fun with yeah. no other objections other than being fun, like for myself. And then, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, it's just really valuable. That's important. It is. It is definitely important. So what do you think, um, is is this going to be a new norm? Like, do you feel like, you know, I know I've seen a lot of, with this whole um, stay at home circuit breaker thing, you know, a lot more people are actually working out. Like people are actually exercising more now than I've ever seen. Um, do you think people will be a bit more conscious with with you know living healthily, um, taking care of your mental health now? Like what is the new norm do you feel after this?
1: The, I think what it is is people are realizing how essential movement is. And that's why I keep saying movement, because it's not necessarily um exercising like at high intensities, but mm. it's more like taking a walk um Mm. you know doing something for yourself that gets your blood moving through your veins and i think because people are realizing how essential movement is then there's then i think people will be more open to the idea of exercising more regularly Mm. yeah i think that's that so this is a
0: good thing it's not a bad thing (laughs) yeah totally not a bad thing and um
1: especially in the industry that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I know. 100% <laughs> positive. Um, and I think my feel is the new norm is that people will definitely prioritize movement more than they have before, mm. um, especially with the lack of distraction, you know, whether it's going to bars, whether it's, you know, yeah, doing maybe other things that we prioritized before we realize like when we strip ourselves down to the basics, it's like movement is an essential thing.
0: Right. I know. It's amazing. I mean, speaking of which as well, um, in your industry, I think um, I want to dive in a few more questions about being in this industry. And, and um, I guess it also sparked some inspiration for people who probably is thinking of being in this industry. Um, how do you feel being a woman in this industry? And, you know, what are your thoughts on, that like like you know being a woman really in a I guess a, a, a fitness I mean like most industries fitness is also a male dominated industry. What do you feel about that? Is that right or wrong?
1: I would say that's wrong actually because I feel like I think fitness is one of the industries mm-hmm. that gives you completely equal platform.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: really about you and your development and how you treat you know, how you handle yourself, I guess, in this industry, but it's equal play. You know, there's, I don't believe that, um, that I can't achieve more than a male instructor because it's not, I I don't think it's about the sexes at all in our industry. I think in fitness is really about what you can put in and what you can give out, you know, because I feel like, I can train just as hard as any male counterpart. I can awesome. lift as much as I want to as well. Um, if you look at, you know, um, I would find maybe the strongest females in our industry would probably be the CrossFit females. Yeah, you know, if you look at if you look at the CrossFit landscape in the world, you see they these are females competing on an equal um, playing field. You know, so I think our industry is one of those industries that aren't, that are giving equal opportunity.
0: Awesome. Do you do CrossFit as well? Or have you done
1: CrossFit before? I have done CrossFit. I am not um, in the CrossFit community. Mm -hmm. I have respect for people who do it because it's very, very, very tough. Yeah. Um, I do have feelings though that it's, it's a very technical sport. So, you know it takes a lot of dedication and if people are not committed to it 100 percent you risk there's a very high risk of injury mm, yeah, so yeah. yeah so i think it's not for everybody and including yeah. myself i i haven't really taken to it but i do admire the people that have committed themselves to crossfit because it's a very 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 tough tough sport
0: awesome Cool. Um, at least you tried it. I think that's the that's the <laughs> you know, in your whole sporting background, I think that's one thing that, you know, it's 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 amazing that you've tried so many things in your head. I think that's like really important, especially in the industry, right? You gotta just put yourself out there and, and
1: Yeah. Try. And I think it's yeah. like for everyone's exercise journey actually, just give mm-hmm. it a shot. You might like it, you might not. If you don't, then don't do it because yeah. i think exercise is hard enough that you don't need to add another barrier if you don't like it just find something else there's sure. so many different things yeah yeah
0: and i think that really um overlaps with you know creating time to play and, and and doing something that's really very um specific to you something that you actually like and not something that you know everyone is is doing cool yeah exactly Awesome. Okay, so Tasha, what's 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 next for you? So what's the plan for the next two to three years? You know, um, it's you've five years in the industry. Um, how how are you gonna scale Happy Hue? I believe it's a. Oh, speaking of which, I'm gonna just go back to Happy Hue and your website. I love your website. The yellow color oh, thank is you. like. <laughs> Can you? Talk I was not that. Sure no, that's amazing. That's okay. Can you just explain the story behind the brand? Like, you know, how did you actually pick the colors? Well,
1: yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, so yellow has always been my favorite color. Um, it's just, I don't know why, I was just gravitate towards it. Um, maybe because I'm a Leo, I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, fiery colors, red, yeah, yellow, yeah. like my bracelets are red. Um yeah, I think yellow is just such a cheerful color and I've always for some reason just love yellow and even yeah. as a kid, I like yellow characters, like oh, I like it. yellow Power Rangers, I like Winnie the Pooh, I like bananas in pajamas. You like and then Tubby's, Tubby's, it kinda the yellow one? No, nah, I didn't like Teletubbies <laughs> <Tubby> so much. <laughs> But I, I yeah, like even now, my favorite character is like Gudetama, right? Oh, right.
0: Yellow.
1: Okay. <laughs> so I I don't know. I just, for in terms of color, it wasn't really, it was a no-brainer because I just love yellow. So it was just, okay, I just love yellow. And I think yellow also projects like positivity. It projects like optimism. And that was what my website and my brand was really about. It was, you know, that kind of feelings of optimism, happiness, happiness. Um, I guess a little, and then a little concept background, I guess, is because I guess I've always been fascinated with self improvement. Mm. I feel like self improvement has, has, is what has gotten me to where I am. So always staying curious about how to do better. And yeah. I felt for some reason that yellow was just that representation of like constant reach of doing better, of being happy and, um, yeah, so positivity, um, and then how I got to the name, the Happy Hue. Like I said, uh, my website was always about projecting happiness, projecting mm. optimism, positivity. So the happy is obviously self-explanatory, and hue is actually a meaning in a shade of color, right? So that's mm, why yeah. hue, yeah. So that's why I became Hue because yellow is a hue, so yeah, it's become that's the Happy cool. Hue. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: kind of how. It, <laughs> yeah, how it and you—you are—you are definitely. I mean, I gotta say that you are literally—it's—it's—it's it's, it's definitely sh- you know shouting positivity, um, you know, inspiration, self improvement, in so many ways. That color, the, you know, the name. I think you're doing you're doing a good job in that sense. I think that's really. That's Thank really you great. so much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. So, so what's the plans for Happy Hue in the next two to three years? Like, what where do you see yourself? You know, what how 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 are you planning to scale this?
1: Um, well, I mean, I I have really enjoyed putting content that I find fascinating. I guess it's always kind of been more like a personal project versus. Um, I haven't really strategized or anything about scaling or anything <laughs> like that I mean, I, I I really was hoping that this is my platform to kind of share what I find fascinating and what I find valuable, and then just kind of see where it goes. Um, obviously, it kind of linked well with my fitness career. Um, when I entered into fitness, I was like, "Wow, this is like the went into fitness." So when I went into fitness, I was like, oh, this just like kind of works, you know, everything yeah. kind of works together. And so I guess I can say that I'm not the biggest planner. I'm more about a spontaneity. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I obviously would love for the happy here to reach more people because again, like I said, my question has always been, how can I impact more people? Um, because All this knowledge that I'm reading from other inspirational authors and instructors around the world has been, has changed my life so much that Mm -hmm. I really want to share what I've come into, interacted to, into one platform. And I hope that it will be read by other people and, you know, kind of like that pay it forward concept.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that links to your mission. I mean, the one that we we spoke about at the start, you know, just really giving back and inspiring others.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, I guess if you're in three to five years, I guess maybe hopefully I can host something that will bring people who like my stuff together and have meaningful conversations, Um, even more meaningful conversations. Yeah.
0: I think that's... that's, that's, uh, I love meaningful conversations. I think that's that's just, that's literally the whole story behind Local Feed as well. And this is why we do what we do. And I think that's really awesome. Speaking of which, right? Um, I know, I mean, it's important to have meaningful uh, conversations and, you know, collaborations. How important do you think it is though? Like, you know, having women, or even women, you know, collaborating, come together, you know, grow together. How important do you feel that is?
1: I think there's a, there's a, proverb or something that was like something i can't even remember it uh, but it's something along the lines of you can't go at things alone but it's better with uh you you can only go at things with a team yeah so i think it's natural sometimes to feel like oh i should do things by myself and you know it's me 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 but At the same time, over the years and throughout life, you know, you realize that it's really about being a team player at every part of your life. So, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether, um, yeah, anywhere really, it's really about being a team player. So, I think it's really important to always have a community behind you, yeah. So, I think. Yeah, I think having a community is always going to be relevant. It's always going to be really important. And actually, the base of my major, philosophy, was all about, like, discussion. So when I was in school, we would discuss the different theories. And and I feel like that's what we're missing in our adult life. Sometimes we're so focused on our own um, journey and trajectories that we forget, like, hey, maybe we should talk to other people about our ideas. Maybe we should open ourselves up to different perspectives because that's like really when we start to grow, when we start to expose ourselves to different um, people and different worldviews. that's when we really start to expand ourselves. And even if you don't agree with it, then at least now, you know, the other side.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. I think it's, it's, it's amazing how you have kind of have this, you know, it's it's really, you know, it's all about giving back and also, you know, connecting with others and I, I really feel that's that's really important. That's awesome. Um, I'm sure even as a fitness instructor, you're really positive and optimistic. Um, I'm sure you have bad days too, right Tasha?
1: Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Like I said, humans are not perfect. I'm not perfect and yeah, yeah I definitely have my down days. I definitely yeah. have
0: um, yeah for sure so how do you how do you deal with that like wh- how do you cope with that I mean apart from the the drawing the doodling and stuff how do you cope with struggle I think
1: I mean let's I mean let's let's speak specifically with this pandemic right like when mm. when I, I definitely have had a day where I, I was just so distraught kind of with oh no what's going on what's going to happen to the world what's going to happen with our jobs like what's going to happen to Singapore what's going to happen to the kind of the sense of panic mm-hmm. um I think what what I found helpful was kind of to let myself feel all those feelings
0: yeah giving I permission think, to yourself
1: yeah because I don't have to always be happy jolly all the time like that's very mm-hmm. unrealistic that's I think that's also a very unrealistic expectation of anyone to yeah. always be in you know performing at their best or Always be happy. Yeah. Um, So I think accepting that it's human to feel down days is one, and then to realize that that experience of being down is actually, if you, it depends on how you look at it, but it can help you grow in a different way. You know, Um, and allowing yourself those emotions and just acknowledging them. Mm -hmm. I think is really important too because you know I had a day I had a week actually where I felt really down I I don't I can't even there was no reason for it it was kind of it was kind of just like an overwhelming sense of oh my gosh what is going on in the world (laughs) kind of yeah so I guess that that, I mean that that was that was the reason but is there was no particular event or anything that triggered it. it was just kind of like an observation of what is going on and I kind of was like Wow, this is really overwhelming, um, and then adapting to the whole training online and all of that that was also overwhelming for a little bit um, yeah. but then again, realizing that tomorrow is a new day yeah that that where I am right now, if I'm feeling down, can change it's yeah. not going to be my forever
0: yeah for so sure. I
1: think having those like um, have, having that knowledge of it's not always going to be this like this, or yeah. it's not going to be always sad or bad. Yeah. And then what I found the most helpful actually throughout this whole pandemic is um, counting my blessings,
0: mm, being grateful. Yeah,
1: being grateful. Just literally r- taking time to write down what I can be grateful for, or um, doing like a compassionate meditation or if you're not comfortable with meditation just thinking about what you can be grateful for for example like or uh yeah like I, I have friends um you know in the U.S. who are working the front lines mm, and hearing yeah. hearing about what they're what they have to go through like not having enough masks and all of this I was like wow that's crazy you know and that's real. I'm yeah that's real and I think You know, sometimes people want to ignore the news, but I think it's worthwhile to just I, what I do is I have one day of news where I'll just kind of absorb different news from around the world. So I'll go to different news sources. So you kind of, I make myself aware of what's going on and then realize that being bored at home is the least of my problems, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think there's, there being grateful for, oh, wow, I'm safe. I'm healthy at home, Um, I can work out, I can move, I can eat, um, I still have a job, like just things, I can sleep on my bed. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Yeah, anything, having family to talk to, having, so just start literally, you know, thinking about everything that you can be grateful for is, is gonna change your mood instantly,
0: or at least mine, it changes my mood instantly. For sure, yeah, I think first step is acknowledging that, you know, we all have bad days. And then secondly, it's really clinging on to the hope. I mean, you know, it's hopeful that tomorrow will be a better day. And of course, like, you know, counting your blessings, it's important.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think we forget to do that sometimes because with all the bad news, you're like, oh my gosh, everything is, you know, bad, bad, bad. But actually, no, there's a lot of different
0: things that you can be appreciative of. The news can be... Um, I think I I, I share your sentiments as well because, you know, with this whole, I mean, especially early on in the circuit breaker, the news is just crazy, you know, it's like it it can really get right in your head if you don't know how to like, you know, um, filter things out or or, or set boundaries and so on. It, It just, it gets to you. So yeah, definitely, I think. Counting your blessings—it's easier said than done. Then we just need to remind easier ourselves. Say- <laughs> easier said than done, and I think I was,
1: like taking taking knowledge of all the simple things that you can be appreciative of. Yeah, for sure.
0: Cool. Okay, Tasha, who is your role model? Um, someone you look up to? I think you did uh, mention a few in, in like in the emails that we were we've been bouncing back and forth. But who is your role model right now at the top of your head, and and why is sheer role model. I was gonna say, does it have <laughs> to be well
1: I guess I guess Oprah is if you're saying it has to be female then it's probably Oprah because I have been following Oprah for a really long time. I okay. can and um I think she's like she's someone who has always given back even though she's at the status that she's at. Um and I think she is an amazing role model because she continuously enriches people and constantly gives back in, in a lot of different ways. So not just mm-hmm. monetary, but also in terms of uplifting people mm-hmm. and giving a strong message. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Cool. Great. Um, that's awesome. Oh, wow. I think, I think I've, I've so much from you in this, in this, in this session, um, what we're going to be doing next is, uh, we're, we're going, we're diving into things that we do with our guests. So, uh, we do yep. have like some questions that we always ask our guests. It's the same questions. And I think, uh, it's something that I'd be really interested to know, you know, <laughs> and, and it's quite sure. fun. We call it fun, but <laughs> it can be quite stressful. <laughs> okay cool so the first one right tasha what what is your why like what is your drive to get up in the morning that is a hard question what is my why (laughs) like yeah we call it fun but it's actually really hard why
1: my why would be how can i i yeah how can i impact more people how can i give back more people so Why do I do the things that I do is has always been like, how can I help others? Um, Yeah, because I think to be to be super honest and I when I was younger, I struggled a lot with like being too much in my head and I just helped. I just always hoped that someone would kind of just help me out and mm. be a bigger sister in a way and just tell me like, things are going to be all right when you grow older. <laughs> like okay. You're going to yeah. be fine, you know? And, and so I just hope to be that person mm. or when I was struggling with my body image, like I, I really hope that someone would have just told me like, hey, it's going to be okay. Like this is this, this. So I, I really hope that when, what I, why I do what I do is just to help others because I went through a lot of struggles when I was younger and I just hope that no one will have to go through that kind of Mm -hmm. mental stress that being in
0: your own head can sometimes become. That's really nice of you. Like how, you know, you, you, I guess when you say that you didn't necessarily, I mean, you wish you had someone, but you, you didn't. And then now you're kind of like giving back in a way where, look, you know, if you need help, I'm there. And I think, wow, that's, that's, that's really awesome. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, what is something most people don't know about you that you're really proud of? Oh, <laughs> second fun question.
1: That I'm re- something that something that most people don't know about you. That people don't know. I mean, I kind of already. I get that. I'm really proud of. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess not a lot of people maybe didn't know that I meditate every day, but I'm really proud that I was able to achieve that cuz that was not easy. Okay. Um, and I actually meditate through a through an app. So that's even not not, you know, I don't know. I'm really proud of like being able to pick up this daily practice. It, it wasn't awesome. it took some time, yeah. Yeah.
0: And no, I've I've tried it myself and it's not easy.
1: It's not easy to yeah. just shut <laughs> you. How long yeah, are you meditating now? Like you know, how how
0: how, how many so minutes?
1: I use the Headspace app, um, yeah. and I tend to switch around between ten and fifteen minutes. Okay. My goal is eventually to reach to twenty, but I'm not there yet. I know I'm not there yet. Wow. So fifteen to twenty daily med fifteen to ten minutes of daily meditation.
0: Awesome. Yeah, now that's hard. And, and and I like I think with Headspace, I think you start off with like really short, like you know, like a few minutes, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you should be proud of that. Not many people can do can, can <laughs> shut the head. Yeah, I'm on okay. like what's the
1: what's the date today? It's like I'm on day twenty
0: eight. So wow, twenty-eight days streak. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Okay, um, Tasha, what is your most humbling experience?
1: humbling experience actually I remember I don't I can't remember how old I was yeah um, but I was and this has kind of made I was I've been reflecting a lot in this pandemic and this is one experience in my life that has always come back to my memory and I was I think I was in maybe uh, I guess maybe fourth grade so what is that like I was eight years old I guess like six seven eight nine yeah around nine between nine or eleven I can't quite remember okay. how old I was exactly so I was still living in Jakarta and our school had a trip to the trash picking communities okay. so in Jakarta the trash collectors are you know people who are carrying um, it's not like the sophisticated trucks that you see in Singapore it's more <laughs> okay. like peop- people carry trash in um, like Oh man, I don't know what the, like a cart, sorry. In, I was thinking yeah. of the Indonesian word, but like a cart <laughs> that they carry. Okay. And these these men will kind of go around the neighborhood and collect your trash. Okay. And I got we got to visit a neighborhood of trash pickers, which, I mean, a community of trash pickers, which was really interesting because the one thing that I will never forget was this little kid was so friendly and so happy. But at the same time, his home was around trash. Like,
0: wow.
1: because in unfortunately the trash community in Jakarta, you know, they're what you consider slums. Yeah. And that has, that was a humbling experience in the sense that I was like, if this kid can be so happy and so friendly under these conditions, like, why can't I be? Because I told you I, I was struggling before. Um, why can't I be happy and satisfied and grateful for what I have? Like this kid it was so, and he was actually sharing his snack. Was He was trying to share his snack with me. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, how can this kid be this generous, this happy when, when in our point of view, we were like, wow, this is so sad, right? But he was so happy and he was trying to share my, his snack with me. So yeah. I thought that was a really I mean that that memory has always stuck with me. It has never left me. And I think in hard times like these, like which is why I try to always remind myself like to be grateful because there are definitely people that are less fortunate.
0: Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? It makes you think. It makes you really Yeah count count your blessings and that's yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, if today was your last day Natasha. <laughs> sounding morbid or whatever, but what would be your three (laughs) truths or lessons um, or kind of like wisdom that you leave behind? You gotta have three, okay? (laughs) Three wisdom. Um, If today was your last day.
1: If today was my last day, be kind to myself and others. Mm-hmm. always prioritize on kindness i think kindness and generosity that's one um two focus on the things that add value so whether it's adding value to myself adding value to other people like that's that's what's going to be the most valuable uh and three don't forget to have fun <laughs> in the process <laughs>
0: Creating time to play, I think that's important.
1: Yeah, and just having fun. I think sometimes as adults, we forget that, yeah, to have fun and just relax. Like. Yeah,
0: for sure. We need to remind ourselves of that a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, last one. Is fun slash kind of difficult question. What is your definition of legacy?
1: My definition of legacy would be a, what is, what are you leaving behind as an individual? You know, what, what, when you are gone, if you're not in this world anymore, what do people remember you by? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's my definition of legacy.
0: That's your personal definition of legacy, right?
1: My personal definition of legacy. Yeah. Is like,
0: what 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 do people remember? Yeah, what do you by? What do you want people to remember you for? Yeah. Or and
1: if you know, if you're a brand, like your brand's legacy would be, you know, what what would people remember
0: you for? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So what would what would you want people to remember you for? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. That's. <laughs>
1: uh, I think. And this is something that I've actually really thought about when when I teach my classes, right? Yeah. It's like what what do I want people to remember my classes for?
0: Yeah.
1: And 100% the fun, 100% the energy, and third is about inspiration. Cool. I think I really hope that I can be a positive light to whoever needs it and uh, Yes, it's not happy daisies, happy smiling every time, all the time in my life. But I really hope that that is something that people will always
0: remember me, Remember me by. Awesome. Great. Cool. I love how we've just made it yours, your, your definition of legacy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Last bit. Okay. Uh, before we wrap things up, Tasha. Okay. So we have five questions, right? You have five mm-hmm. seconds to answer these questions. Okay. Um, okay. So basically I will ask you something And then you only have five seconds to think of your response Okay So this one is fun <laughs> this is called, We call it five seconds of fun So it's like the fun oh. of the fun <laughs> Okay, cool You ready? Yeah, ready <laughs> Awesome, alright Ready The first one is What's your favorite yoga pose? Down dog <laughs> oh. Cool We spoke about music earlier And about how, you know, time to, Like, you know Play and, and how it's 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 you know you should you whatever music you're listening to and what others might not be the same right so what is the most played music in your Spotify right now? Oh,
1: I, <laughs> I I think it's Five jazz seconds. actually. Jazz, really? Jazz. Wow,
0: yeah. that is awesome. So you actually listen to a lot of jazz.
1: I listen to a lot of different categories of music. Yeah. I, I would say that yeah. Okay. So jazz is jazz is one. I was listening to Salsa the other day.
0: Nice. Like, oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. What is the most creepiest thing you've ever said to a stranger? Or if you have never, what would be the creepiest thing you ever say to a stranger? Uh I think
1: you are my father. <laughs> 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 I think that would be super creepy. That would be really cool.
0: (laughs) That's something I've never,
1: I know, that's something I've never, I just want to clarify that. That's something I've never said to anyone before. It's just, I was answering the question of what would be creepy to say to
0: someone. (laughs) Now that's cool. You got to add the effect, like, you know, just walk up behind that person and be like, I think you're my (laughs) father. Okay, uh what is the first thing you do after circuit breaker ends?
1: Well, circuit breaker ends, but then I I mean if it was if the world went back to normal, I would go yeah. to my friend's house and hang out.
0: Awesome. Miss that, huh? I know. Yes. I think all 100%. of us do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Last one, all right. What is your favorite junk food? Like it has to be like the worst junk
1: food oh i actually like a lot of junk food so i sometimes favorite. do give myself a uh, favorite junk food it's so hard maybe french fries Ooh, yum okay
0: awesome great um thank you so much tasha is there anything else you'd want to add that we haven't really covered today
1: anything else i think we covered quite a lot um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I think one one message I'd like to say actually is help support all our local industries, including the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like we, as the fitness industry, we are not allowed to open after the circuit breaker, not yet. So, if you know, it doesn't have to be me. If you're listening out there, whoever your fitness person is support them as best you can whoever your neighborhood studio is support them as best you can because just like restaurants we are not allowed to open yet and some some of studios are really seriously struggling to survive this pandemic so if whenever you can you know i know there's a lot of free content out there but if you have the money if you have the ability please support us in any way
0: yeah Yeah, that's 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 amazing i think that's that's important in across Fitness industry and also a lot of other industries. I think we're all yeah. in this together, and then and if we can yes. support it, we should. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. Most importantly, how can we support you, Tasha? So how do we? How, like your Facebook? I mean Instagram. I mean you're at the Happy Hue, right?
1: Yep. Everything okay. is on the Happy Hue. Yeah. So yeah, re- feel free to read my website, uh, the Happy Hue, and then feel free to. Um, follow me on instagram and take my classes maybe i am doing a couple of online classes you know uh i'm also i have some free content out there but you know if you can support support and take our classes online
0: awesome where do you teach so uh, what i mean online where do you teach is, is on berries and and absolute cycle or is it or do you do it on your instagram where, where, where can we find you where can we find your class
1: yeah, yeah. So I'm teaching classes on bear- for berries. I'm teaching okay. classes um, for Absolute as well, okay. and I am also teaching my own boot camps. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, I am taking in personal training clients online. So cool. if you do want to know uh, my services and anything like that, you can just kind of email me on my email, which is on my website or on my Instagram, or you can just DM me on my Instagram.
0: Awesome Thank you so much Instagram is At the Happy Hue Right?
1: Yep That's T-H-E I mean Yeah T-H-E-H-E-P-Y H-U-E Yeah the hue is where people get What's it is? Yeah Yeah.
0: It's like a It's like a tongue twister (laughs) (laughs) It's cool though I love it Alright cool Awesome Thank you so much Tasha um, For hanging out I think it's really it's, It's fun It has been a fun session